0: This is a BoardWalk Audio podcast. Do you like talking about things you're not qualified to talk about? Us too. The Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. Every week, your host, that's me, Cassie Jerkins, invites a new funny guest on to get down and nerdy. Laugh and learn about topics like how to buy a house, the Terminator movies, and the Titanic. Check out Dumb Nerds today on your favorite podcast app. I'm Joey, and I love
1: wrestling. I'm Nick, I love wrestling. I'm Cameron, and I love wrestling. I'm Steven, and I hate wrestling. You Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. Wrestling. You should love wrestling,
0: WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of love and me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steve but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make them a believer. I'm all hoping that, I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. It's so tuning every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes! Today's guest is a producer and a member of a sketch group, Tiny Muscles, at the Pack Theater, and a live stream host over at Geek and Sundry. He's a very funny writer and performer, Cameron Rice. How's it going, Cameron? Oh, I'm glad to be here. Welcome. My we're life. glad to have uh, you. I'm at the round table. I'm at the, the <laughs> octagon TNA oh, table. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. uh, six sided ring uh, yeah. table for four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is uh, this is the first. Like we're just getting to the point where it's like, oh, you listen to the show, and like Chad listens to the show, and we had yeah. him uh, last week, I think. Unless we release this out of order, then next we, week everything's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Cameron yeah.
1: hasn't left his apartment in four months. He's like, until I get on that podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, growing oh, growing a big old beard. sure <laughs> it's
2: 18
0: sizes too small. Before we get started. Great beard, though. Before uh, we get started, do you want us to do a, like, do you have a bit request? A <laughs> <laughs> bit request? Joey's weird and cocky
1: now. Ooh, so yeah. I'm, I'm
0: going to kill you. Talk about how I'm seven feet tall. Should I pretend that there's somebody in this Yeah, closet? That one's yeah, a classic. Cameron's,
1: that Cameron's one's... got his lighter. Play Vince McMahon. Play
0: Vince McMahon. Do you want Nick to do his Vince McMahon impersonation? Oh, it'll come oh, up it's later. So good. I can't. I mean, <laughs> do you want do you want Stephen to start up by telling us to like a book or something? I can't endorse any of this. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I, I like books. I put a book photo on Instagram this morning. Very self proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what book? What book? Oh, a bunch of books. I went to the Iliad in L.A. I oh, bought wow. like ten books.
0: Wow! Uh, you didn't even did read you, them; you just bought them. No. I bought them a photo, and the returned Iliad? them. <laughs> yeah. What was
2: that? Did you buy the Iliad? Uh, I wish. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah, oh that's, yeah, the uh, Iliad. Not the place to get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. uh, yeah, self-serving so so so. I I at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought a Star Trek memoir, and I'm
0: excited to read it. <laughs> oh, actually, I saw that. That was a very good picture of a book.
2: Yeah.
1: That was a good photo of a book. Didn't read it, but the picture was great. Yeah. William Shatner's
2: Star Trek memories. I'm sure he's very be honest <laughs>
0: yeah about himself so uh, <laughs> memorable yep. cameron what originally got you into wrestling
2: so uh what got me into wrestling was about i think 94 95 i probably should have looked up when this match happened but I didn't um but it was about uh, my sitting there with my dad in the living room and he's flipping channels and he stops and it's raw and it was uh, Owen Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Ooh. And uh, Owen Hart... Does, oh, he, Shawn Michaels is holding Owen Hart's foot. He does. I'm not good at naming wrestling moves, by the way. Uh, and Owen Hart does the kick-up, hits the back of Shawn Michaels' head with his free foot. Uh, insecure. Insecure. Shawn Michaels <laughs> hits the ground, and he's just lying there. And they have to call out the paramedics, and they put oh. a breathing mask on Shawn Michaels. And I was like, as like a little kid, I'm probably um, 94, 95. I'm about seven or eight at this point, and I'm like, oh, my God, this man died. (laughs) Uh, This man
0: died in the ring.
1: Yeah. Um, A lot of stories of people like seeing wrestling when they were kids and being like, that guy's dead.
0: Oh, yeah. They killed uh him. I feel like, like, I wonder how, what percentage of wrestling fans got into wrestling because of stretcher jobs. Oh, yeah. It's 100%. Like Randy Savage getting bit by Jake the Snake Roberts snake and then being carted out of the ring. It's yeah, just yeah. like, should this be on TV? That's like, am What
2: is happening? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I've never looked up, I still don't know to this point if that was. I know, I I don't think that was real. I don't think, I think that was a for a for the drama of the show thing. Cause I don't, th- and I also don't think that was a Shawn Michaels needed to take three months off. So he injured him in storyline. I think that was just setting up a feud between him and Owen Hart. Cause I think, I think Owen it's Hart was, best if you just don't know.
3: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, true. Uh, anything I could look out, it up.
2: But I don't want to. Anything
3: you could find out is only gonna ha- break your heart a little. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think maybe I just found it. <laughs> oh, oh god! Stephen, oh, you've, here uh, we go. Let's
2: break this open.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Stephen, you Cameron starts crying <laughs> right here <Why>? live. Uh, <laughs> Stop kissing the mic <laughs> to sob. Uh, Stephen, you've you've seen a couple of uh, Shawn Michaels matches at this point, I think. Yeah. Uh, something that was interesting about him in the mid to late nineties is he like notoriously had like attitude and drug problems. Sure. So he As would. We all do. So just basically for like <laughs> in very, the nineties for very little reasons. <laughs> For very little reason something would happen to get him written off TV, just because he like clearly was like needed a break. Yeah, because like, he clearly he like
1: through, he had injuries later. I mean, he, he was, but he like
0: know, needed to go shit. through rehab or whatever. Yeah, and um, it, like there's there's things. He's that a happen- born again Christian now. It's fine, Steven. There's Like yeah. this, all thing of that his happen- poses are
1: him on his knees
0: to God. Every yeah, book his cover. playgirl
1: <laughs> spread. It doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't yeah.
0: matter. And like he's very uh like I'm trying to think of different uh, situations where this happened. Like uh this one time he just came out and told everybody that he lost his smile. And, like, that was his way of, like, not retiring, but just, like, I need to go away for a little while. And a then he went to rehab jerker. for a while. Real tearjerker. Yeah. And then, uh. Lost your smile
1: is still a phrase. With his dangling wrestling. 90s yeah. earring. Yeah, wearing <laughs> a dangling
0: 90s earring. Said that he lost his smile. I feel like. And then he just, yeah. and then he, like, he relinquished the title and just, and, like, part of the reason for, for stuff like this is, like, oh, he did, he's the champion, but he doesn't want to drop the title of that guy. So, like, yeah. this is his way of sort of dropping the title without actually having to lose to him.
3: Yeah. Uh, lost you feel like your what? smile sounds like a euphemism for just like I stopped doing PCP. <laughs> yeah. I really lost yeah. my smile. I mean, that's... You know yeah. I mean? Uh,
0: for him, I it's like probably... It. That's probably part of what happened. <laughs> it feels yeah. like a book I would have read in 10th grade lit. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I lost my smile lost and my other smile. stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what happened when I stopped doing PCP. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I remember very clearly uh, there was one time that he took a break of like a month where he, he got like... Beaten up by a whole gang of Marines. <laughs> Not shown on television. It was just he was on television one week. The next week he was on television covered in bruises. <laughs> and they just said he got beaten up by a bunch of Marines and he and then like he needs to like take a couple of weeks off. Holy shit. Daddy like, needs to go lie down. Like, you know, there wasn't footage of this. There wasn't a, a Marine wrestler that debuted in Wrestling Next. Right. It was just something that said that happened. <laughs> the, and just, like just
1: shitting on <laughs> Marines. You yeah. have a Marine now. Uh, his
0: name is John Cena. And yeah. like Jesus. a wrestler and like wrestlers have since come out and actually describe what happened and I guess instead of it being an army of marines it was like one guy who was smaller than Shawn Michaels he just talked trash to him in a bar so the guy beat Shawn Michaels up oh god <laughs> so of course yeah this actually <laughs> happened but it's just stuff like that would happen with Shawn Michaels all the time where it's just mm-hmm. like something would happen they would just just for some reason he would be like I mm-hmm. I just can't trust wrestling anymore and have to go away bye yeah. everybody uh, and uh, and just just for my own edification um, how
3: many uh, how many tough marines would we give Shawn Michaels play girl spread?
2: Oh, a solid 3.5.
3: Yeah,
1: no, real nudity. you got the cowboy hat. He's okay. doing the Byrne Reynolds. How would, how would I give a rating of his... <laughs> Playgirl spread. He's a playgirl spread. Yeah, I just want to know. Thirteen inches out of five.
3: <laughs> he's Fuck, a real hank. Not, not three feet though. No, this, no he's not Kane. He's, he's not three Is this he's a real Michaels, hanger is and this, dangler?
0: Yeah. Is this Shawn Michaels' dick or Michael Hickenbottom's dick?
1: That's it's 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 not Terry Pelea's dick. Yeah. You've it's just a shoot. It's <laughs> Shawn Michaels' dick. Definitely not Hicken. Uh, Listen,
3: if we don't if we don't do an episode that's all nude male wrestlers, I'm out. I quit the show. Fine. <laughs> that's fine.
1: What you think? I can't talk about dicks for an hour. I will.
2: I I, I
3: do it every
0: day. Talk
1: about it. how
2: Hulk Hogan ate too much pork. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of pork,
0: dick <laughs> uh, speaking of pork, today's match is The Rock versus Mankind from Royal Rumble 1999. Yep. Oh, so uh, real
2: quick, just before we get into that, so well, at the good. moment I it was like, "Talk about dicks more." Oh my god, yeah, I just a little more dick talk. So it was like the one hard thing, and then after that, like I, my personality is something where if I get into something, I really get into it. Oh yeah, like so. <laughs> the modern version of that for me now is like authors or directors. If I find somebody, I'm like, I gotta devour it all. Who are you into right now with directors? Oh man. Um... Kevin Dunn. I'm yeah. loving <laughs> lovin- yeah, lovin Kevin Dunn's work. Columbus. No, actually, uh, because I am on a Star Trek t- kick, I'm um, looking up Leonard Nimoy non-Star Trek, oh, which nice. basically is three men and a baby and a couple of Gene Wilder 80s comedies. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's but it's just it. fascinating. Um, so that's what I did with wrestling. Even as a little kid, I was like, what is this? And, I re- and I'm and i sure there was like Hulk Hogan stuff or Macho Man, like in the culture stuff I wasn't aware of, but that was the first moment. And then after that, it would be kind of coming across it on TV. TV randomly, where it'd be like Goldust giving Ahmed Johnson CPR and right. kissing him, kissing him on the
0: mouth. Yeah, yeah. Then Ahmed Johnson waking <laughs> up and being like, "What? I, I got kissed by a man. Like, that can't
1: happen. Is, uh, I need to kill him." <laughs> this is uh,
0: mid '90s. <laughs> WWF, possible. not a very progressive company Ooh. in the mid no, nope. '90s. Nope,
1: nope. I, I think we all remember the uh, the segment where Dustin Runnels burned his Gold Dust. Regalia oh, on raw in a trash can. And I won't scream out what the audience, a, a particular member of the audience, screamed out that he was. You oh, can but
0: yeah. <laughs> it, it starts it with an, an F. It starts with an F. F. Definitely not bleeped. No, no, it
1: says it like five times. <laughs> nope. That,
0: uh-huh. Nope. Oh, wow. Um, that guy was an audience plan by Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, can. hey,
1: look, I'm sure that guy yeah. is super fat now, very happy and voting for Trump. Oh, very so, high, yeah. Very happy. Yeah. Wow.
0: Like like, all of, us in so this like room. all of us. Yeah, no, we're all 500. So then yeah. that
1: pushed me
2: uh, like about a year later then, because I'm so into it, uh, my folks for my birthday got me tickets to WrestleMania 12. Nice. And and so that I got, was oh, in, you told me about this. That's that was, was the Ironman match. And that was Anaheim. That's right. Which is yeah, yeah. the match today was also in the pond.
1: Oh, oh yes yes it was anaheim uh yeah arrowhead pond what is that what it's called yeah that's water time
2: yeah <laughs> it's all about the
1: mighty this yeah. this is an
3: underwater match yeah, is that water wow i really <laughs> missed that element <laughs> of
1: the match
0: somehow give it another <laughs> give it another star that would i would watch the, the fuck out of yeah. that <laughs> Like, I guess now we're talking about it. Uh, That's also
1: my impression of the putties from the Power Uh, (laughs) Rangers. Very good. Today's match is
0: The Rock. I'm trying to push through this. Uh, Today's match is The Rock versus (laughs) Mankind from Royal Rumble 1999. Mm -hmm. This match was for the WWF Championship and took place under I Quit Match Rules. And I Quit Mm -hmm. Match is a match where pins and submissions don't count. The only way to win the match is to get your opponent to say the words, I quit. Uh, Cameron, why did you pick this match?
2: Um, I think for me, like, it would have been very easy for me to go for a Stone Cold match. Uh, <laughs> Stone Cold, I think, is my favorite, but at the same so time...
1: Stone Cold was a big story for this Rumble. I mean, oh, Stone was Cold, the yeah.
2: height of his everything. This was the No Chance in Hell Rumble.
1: I've mentioned before on the show, uh, though not my first wrestling thing i'd gotten into it a couple years ago uh before this time like i like about early late early mid attitude era right but this was the first pay-per-view after seeing like a bunch of pay-per-views at friends houses this is i always remember this is the first pay-per-view that i bought at my house and i had my mom buy wow. uh and she wasn't too happy to spend the what was it like even it wasn't even that expensive it was like 50 60 bucks, bucks. Yeah. it was like 35 was, yeah. 40 bucks that yeah time. something like that she was like oh nicholas I don't want to spend money on this shit. She's right. <laughs> spend money on this shit. Is that but really what it? your mom sounds yeah. like? Ex- only it sounds like Nick's mom <sighs> is, mom is mom. Maria. And the mom Every time I bring up my mom, it's always, oh, Nicholas, <laughs> spend money on this shit. Nick's mom is the mom from Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> She's literally the most wonderful person ever, but I yeah. make her to be a monster. In yeah, this. you
2: really do. Um, Spend money on this. Shit. Go ahead. But over. I decided to go with, uh, with a Rock Mankind one because I was I listened to Gene's episode, and I thought Gene's episode was interesting about trying to talk about storyline and not just um, match. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was trying to take the approach because I think a lot of people on the show, God love them, try to come in and go at Steven about Marvel movies and be like, <laughs> They do. Yeah. Like, what do
1: you think about Marvel? You watch Marvel.
2: fucking Marvel, you fucking
1: asshole. <laughs> You ever seen Hawkeye Loser? Yeah. Don't you like
2: Breaking Bad?
1: Yeah, um, I do. I yeah. don't know.
2: I always think <laughs> I, I think that's the wrong approach. Now I, I am not under the delusion that I'm going to allow Steven to love wrestling. Yeah, no, this. you I, won't win. Yeah, no, 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 no. But at the very least, I can ooh a dog. At the very least, I <laughs> this can is a dog in the studio. Say, <laughs> I can um, take the approach that uh, for me, what grabs me about wrestling is I. I do feel that wrestling is art, but I feel it is trash art. Yeah, absolutely. And I love it. It, mm-hmm. it occupies the same part of my brain that loves trauma movies mm-hmm. and <laughs> cheesy-ass 80s heavy metal and early 90s image comics. Yeah. This is not the creme de la creme of any of those art forms. But it's the crap de la crap, and it's pretty damn good. And it's done by passionate people who... Yep completely dedicate their lives to make something that is the best for what they can do.
1: It, I guess it is. But it is King so of Kong of sports. There's also so <laughs> much of that that it's not it's not bad or garbage in itself. No. It ends up being sort of a transcendentally awesome entertaining thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's art by failure.
1: Right yes, it's, it's art by art ba- in its own right. Yeah. Which
2: and to me like I, I've always my favorite authors and writers and artists are the people who are able to Intermix high, high concepts, low concepts, high art, low art. Like, I love, like, uh, Thomas Pichon and, um, Cormac McCarthy, these authors of like great note and respect who write these deep, interesting things, and then they'll have a chapter about like some guy
0: took a sh- took a shark and yeah. fucked a girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, I'm
1: sure people would it's
0: a classic excerpt from the road. The yeah, shark yeah. chapter. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure people would 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 put
1: like somebody like Tarantino in that category. It's like this is such so much pop culture and borrowed and and trash. And just like, yeah. what is even happening that you've somehow collaged it into being this piece of art?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so the stuff I picked. To today, which um, I guess we'll talk about the next two clips once they come up but I tried to pick stuff where it's that soap opera pro- approach where it's like the relationship between the Rock and Mick Foley where they they were the most bitter of enemies they hated each other and it to me it's in the same realm of uh, are Bo and Hope going to get together or is Stefano going to keep Bo <laughs> on that submarine yeah. and Mary Hope and oh boy. <laughs> it's uh-huh. it's goofy shit um but it's the goofy shit that like I love because if all I take in is like high art,
0: I I think at the end of the day, like, I don't know, I'm not a very well rounded person. (laughs) Sure, Mm -hmm, yeah. Sure. I can see that. I feel like everybody. Everybody needs something that they can turn their brain off to. Yeah, like I think Mm -hmm. that, like for me, it's like it's like reading wrestling news and rumors sites (laughs) for my uh, roommate in college, Brian Tesh. It was uh, like playing fantasy baseball, and for John Michaels, it was PCP. Yeah, yeah, and beating up Marines. (laughs) 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 But it's like you know, it's like you need. uh, I think about about it as like um, if you have like uh, like a CD-ROM or a hard drive, there's a certain level of like junk data that you put in right that basically just means nothing and it's just ones and zeros designed to keep like valuable data from fragmenting probably getting this horribly wrong i had this described Steve, to me by a person Steve. who described it to me uh from somebody else don't but like this uh is correct <laughs> but i feel like uh that to us like wrestling to me is that junk data where it's like it's just like weird nonsense that i enjoy that like i don't feel like i'm being enriched from but like it just it like gives me rest to
3: watch. Okay, great. So you feel like you're feel, filling your brain with junk data, which is what you just mm-hmm. called it. But, Joey, this is literally all you ever watch or talk about. Like, I can't. Your brain is all junk data. You're a junk. <laughs> you have a junk brain. You're a, you junk, a junk human. You're, you're a junkie. You're, you're a junk.
0: You're a PC that's went to too many porn sites. Hey man. Man. You're
1: a PC <laughs> hey man. that gained an extra P. This show hey is all about PCP. Man,
0: wrestling, magi- wrestling may be my junk data my valuable data cat pictures we know that <laughs> we know that jo- joey tries to masquerade
3: it's as a human a fashionable <laughs> but it doesn't always work yeah. i will
1: say this uh, uh to be a little different than that wrestling is honestly not the thing i turn my brain off to i can't i kind of have to always uh, analyze it all the right, time uh-huh. uh, I, for me that's more like stupid like blockbuster movies fun movies right. dumb shit dumb tv stuff that doesn't it's kind of frivolous and doesn't really mean anything so i i use like other tv and movies for that to fill my brain for this it kind of occupies the middle ground between like shit i really care about and shit i really turn my brain off to
2: yeah and i think i think it also for me like um I don't want to make it sound like wrestling is just my turn my brain off. Thing. I think like as an adult still watching it, like as a kid, it was all about the drama of it all and being like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. And thinking like it was real for a long time, way longer than I should have. Um, <laughs> huh. and
0: being what like, what was your, what was your moment that made you think it was fair or fake? <laughs> I really don't remember, which is mm. such a bad story. <laughs> <It> was,
2: <laughs> I literally don't remember. There was clearly a point where I'm like, it's fake. And I don't know, but I it don't was,
0: care uh, when Daniel Bryan won the title at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, Oh, I don't think it's real. This is impossible. It should have been Batista. He was huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: um, but I used to watch,
2: so, as, and as an adult now, it is just kind of watching, like, what weird thing, what story can people tell with their bodies, yeah, mostly what can silently? They do next? Um And so, like, that fascinates me. And But as a kid watching this, <laughs> where's your mom paid for this? I used to watch wrestling pay per views on Channel 99, all scrambled up. Oh, I, oh, oh, yeah, I watched I plenty that. of
1: scrambled pay per view.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, No we, porn. Yeah, pay per views. Oh, yep, yep. No Zero porn. pornography. Most people grew up watching scrambled porn. I grew up watching scrambled wrestling with JR. In the cave like narrating, I, really,
1: I really truly do think it occupies a really interesting spot. Like I said, in between high and low, as we all yeah. know, yeah. of the brows, and it's like. It's just enough to turn your brain off too, but it's just enough to stay invested in. So I I can't fully say, like I said, that it's the thing where I turn my brain off because I can't fully do it. And it's interesting to occupy such a middle ground. I just want to point out, i have never really thought
3: about this before, but I did watch scrambled porn when I was a kid. Uh, And I remember, and what I, what I just realized is like, I must, I spent so much time on that TV that I, Trying to jerk off. I flipped through and decided to watch scrambled TV to just figure out what it might be. I invested that much time in television. yeah Yeah. wow how do you think we feel this yeah (laughs) this is the good old
0: days oh yeah like like it's like it's a normal thing for wrestling fans of like i think our generation where like yeah like we'll watch channel 99 and like you can kind of hear jim ross and the king doing it and every once in a while you'll see like an image of mankind falling off of something yeah you'll be like oh my god what just
1: (gasps) <gasps> I'm trying
0: to imagine trying to if that was still the case today and you would hear about everyone's
2: Twitter and going to their Instagram you'd be like, I don't know what's happening in this match. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't see anything. Yeah. Somebody tell me what's happening. Now <laughs> yeah. it's like you turn on the internet and it's like yeah, Just scrambled a little bit of pixelation. Yeah, so yeah. best.
2: Um, but the reason I picked this match also was that for me, like I said, it was a storyline element. So going into it, this match was all about and the commentators bring it up plenty of time. The JR. did not do this. Michael Cole did this. Um, but it's all about like mankind will not quit. He is not a quitter. And if you were watching up to that point, storyline wise, it was all about like. The
1: Rock is going to have to kill this man. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is not going to yeah. give up. Because we've yeah. been filling in some Mick Foley stuff for Steven lately. And don't forget, this is January of 99. So this is post last year's, last year, 98's uh, King of the Ring Undertaker match. Yeah. Okay. So he has already gone yes. through that same yes. okay. match. And this where is where he was the being stretchered out yeah. and he
2: kept coming back. This is the Mick Foley Can't we now know. Can't kill
3: him. Can't kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a. This is a so set this up just a little bit for me. I feel like this might be. I guess mm-hmm. everybody knows just a just the teensiest bits set up. Sure. Why is
2: this rivalry so such a big deal? Well, at the time, so I'm, you guys, Nick and Joy, you might have to remind me.
0: Was Stone Cold out at the time because of the next? Yeah, stuff? this was uh, this was the period of time where this was like Stone Cold Steve Austin had the next stuff, and he
1: no no I, he, he's in this Rumble, Royal Rumble. Oh, he's right. was Steve Austin was You're number right. one in this
0: Rumble. But I think that this was like he came basically like. Uh, there was a period in the late 90s where Stone Cold Steve Austin, the hottest guy in the company in terms of audience reaction, selling merchandise, he had like a pretty bad neck injury and just had to be out for a year. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the time that he was out, that's when The Rock sort of had his rise because they just needed, they needed a top. They a needed to fill a void. Film. And like Mick Foley and Triple H and The Undertaker and a lot of those guys sort of got that opportunity to step up. So Stone Cold Steve Austin was in this Royal Rumble, but like he came back to WWE after his year-long break mm-hmm. like... In November of, of like like basically like th- three or four months before this. Mm-hmm. So right. he's he's being built to be in the title picture for WrestleMania. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But he's not in the title picture for this rumble. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah because Austin won the rumble. He earned his uh, title shot at WrestleMania two months later. He would go on to do the if I recall the uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre where Paul White, the big show, debuted right. in the cage match. And then he would go on to beat The Rock at WrestleMania for the title.
2: Yeah, but so the, re- the big thing about the Mick Foley Rock feud was about, like, uh, the Rock at this point in his career is the corporate champion. He yep. is teamed yeah. up with Vince McMahon, who's the big villain against Stone Cold, so therefore, by proxy, the Rock is also the big wrestling villain. An right.
1: unbelievable... He'll run yeah. oh, He's walking good. around He
2: talks about his Great Gucci shoes He's basically His at $500 this point, shirts Yeah at this point He's basically doing The Ric Flair thing of I like, love mm-hmm. The I, So much during oh, yeah. this period He's so he's great well, uh,
1: he's, he's I Muhammad hate Ali. him in he's this up. match I really? fucking
2: hate him In this match
3: Because yeah, this is great.
1: Your Dwayne
3: Johnson Well he's wearing A parachute shirt His fucking <laughs> so His, his sideburns yeah, Are yeah, like under His fucking
0: face So the reason
2: he's wearing A parachute shirt Is he had had Pectoral surgery Because he had had uh, Or storyline wise, had, like fat deposits,
0: yeah, he has fat pecs. deposits,
2: which apparently is something mm-hmm. that I, and uh, that I reading up on it is like something that's common to the Samoan culture. Mm. It's like you have fat, so it ends up kind of giving you, for lack of a better term, man boobs instead right. of pecs. Yeah, he so
1: did have some larger man boobs, oh, yeah, a, couple, a year or two earlier.
2: Yeah. yeah, and if you look at photos, there's very much like he's a, in shape, obviously, defined man, but there's kind of like a oh, the chest isn't quite there, so he had pectoral surgery, and so there was a good two months where he was dressed like this in matches, but also he this was very. Yeah. And what what in wrestling terms, the if you're wearing something like this or or like jeans, there's going to be a street fight. You're, yeah, you're, getting, yeah, exactly. you're
1: getting comfy, so yeah. you're gonna bring yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he wasn't like a fat kid in a pool. It was just like, yeah, no. it was a street fight. Yeah, there's like yeah. I'm not, I'm not it's gonna give my reputation. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the thing, so like now the, the Rock is a fucking golden god. Oh yeah. So the Rock at, at this point is like
2: Amen. He's Ric Flair. He's styling and profiling. He's the rich guy. He's the champ, and he sold out to Vince McMahon because at the time he sold out to Vince McMahon, he was the second biggest face next to Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Right. And he betrayed the fans and this all this other stuff. And McFoley at this point, despite being seen as this hardcore legend was also kind of like your friendly uncle like he was the comedic character so it was almost like the comedic in a television terms it would be like Joffrey beating up Hordor (laughs) If he could. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Well, yeah, it's like The Rock was sort of like the chosen golden god of the company. Right. And uh, Mankind, McFoley, he was basically portrayed as like the like, you're too dirty, you're Mm -hmm. too filthy, you're too beaten up to be Mm -hmm. somebody that we would want to be the centerpiece of the company. Mm -hmm. The fans wanted it. The you know the corporate the corporation or whatever the, the 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 company executives didn't want it so that's a story that I feel like a lot of us can understand when you see somebody kind of get something out of nepotism or they um, they get opportunities not based on ability but based on other things whereas Mick yep. Foley is somebody that had all the abilities in the world and didn't get those opportunities. And we're not that far away, time-wise, from people like Bastion Booger, and, like, you are the weird, (laughs) odd
2: wrestler who's like, we're going to put you in the middle of the show who's going to have a weird match. Maybe the champ comes out and, like, beats you easily in a squash match. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, Mick Foley was kind of an anomaly in the sense where he was a super-respected, hardcore wrestler, but... It was like that perfect period of time because playing a in the,
1: weirdo gimmick. Had he come
2: in the early '90s, he would have been right up there with like a guy who dressed like a monkey and Bastion Booger and whatever else. That would have
0: been, been he, had his had gimmick. He, would have been like, oh, he runs a dumpster truck or something.
2: Yeah. Had he come a little yep. later, like as, or now, he would have been like again, like mid-card weird character. Um, but in but because this period of like of time, the
1: fueling of hardcore and the time and ECW and the influence of the Attitude Era and the ratings. Well, this yeah. is also and this is a
2: era too where it's like if you think about the television landscape and pop culture landscape. And I think the reason wrestling for me really clicked is so um, I, I, psychoanalyzing myself um, <laughs> about a month after I went to WrestleMania with my dad, my dad passed away. Um, and I think a lot of the stuff I was into then, I've never gotten out of, and I'm sure that's some kind of lack of growth <laughs> or some <Yeah>. kind of <laughs> cultural, like culturally hugging my child. This is a safe space, <laughs> yeah, Cameron, and sucking fine. on it like a vampire. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> comic books, video games, wrestling, heavy metal, like stuff that, frankly, culturally is not really acceptable anymore. Uh, I'm still super into horror movies, horror comics.
1: I think all that. Yeah. St- I think we're in li- uh, we're we're living far in the post-era anything. You you're a trailblazer yeah. for
2: when I, um And then wrestling at this time wasn't just wrestling. It was also embracing, like, there was characters who... We're walking around wearing South Park t-shirts. They mm-hmm. brought in, like, Lemmy the and oddities. Limp Bizkit, The oddities. They brought in Lemmy and Limp Biscuit. They were releasing comic books. So for a uh, Fat Kid in Southern California who just lost his dad, wrestling was hitting all these different <laughs> bell <laughs> points. Because it wasn't just about, watch oh, these wrestlers. Man. It was also like, oh, here are comic books. Here's movies. Here's this. Yeah,
1: here's, here's that. living heroes. <laughs> and yeah. and heroes. your champion
2: can be... Uh, overweight weirdo
3: well, yeah yeah and i guess you're, that, you're just mainlining everything you oh. need you're like oh, I, don't <laughs> yeah. feel, I don't feel i don't Yeah, wrestling
0: but I, was my sweet hair <laughs> well i, I guess to, I mean, to 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 jump off of that and i think this is a good uh thing to talk to Pearlstein about about like w- why the wrestling resonates with people like for me specifically with this match specifically with like this promo um like i was uh at this point i was in junior high or high school or something like that uh, I, like, I was, like, bullied a lot. I was definitely, like, that kid that was just kind of, like, the weirdo, and um, Nick Foley was a character to me that was, like I, s- like, I saw so much of myself in him and how he was being treated by The Rock and how he was being treated by the corporations mm-hmm. compared to how I was being treated by, like, mm-hmm. school administrators or whatever, and, like, I was very, very close to, like, not graduating high school, and wow. I... Joey um, kept shoving socks down people's Yeah! Ah, thinking, quit and, giving him um, the mandible claw! Yeah, uh, like, I had, like, a basically like i was this this 1999 was probably about my like sophomore year of high school and um my counselor kind of pulled me aside and i'd failed so many classes at this point that they separately or that my counselor said that there was no way that i could possibly graduate with my class mm-hmm. and to me like where this match and mcfoley a character resonated with me is he's a character that doesn't quit he's a character that like follows his dreams and follows his goals with like laser focus yep. for him to be in an, I quit match and to be indestructible in it. It's like, he's just a character that like his entire thing is not giving up. Mm-hmm. So for me as like a, you know, 15 year old or whatever, seeing this match, like this match and a, a promo, that McFully cut immediately before it was like motivation for me to finish high school. Like mm-hmm. I started doing night school classes. I started doing uh, summer classes. I started doing work study and like, because I'd done so badly in my freshman and sophomore year, I, like, definitely, like, you know, graduated with, like, a 1.2 GPA, but I did it, and, like, characters like this, like, real-life superheroes convinced me to do it, and, like, oh. I think that that's one of the reasons that I like Mick Foley and the Daniel Bryans of the world, mm-hmm. so it's like I had great personal connection to these characters and these matches and mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Yeah, and to round out the the crescent moon here, I uh, I was a, always a big fan of Mick Foley, loved how hardcore he was, however, I was also, what, 1999, I guess I was in eighth grade i was still a little shit and cheered for the rock so there you Uh, go loved him you passed it yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so that kid that's all
2: just the match and then when you go into like all the behind the scenes stuff and everything and like what mick foley wrote about in his book like that stuff fascinates me too it's that thing of oh we went and put on and you know i know a lot of comedians obviously most of the comedians are guests and it's like how can you not like wrestling because you know comparing it to comedy and um I understand that. The only time I can do comparisons is when it is like that behind-the-scenes stuff, where it's like, "Oh, you put on a match; people loved it, this that, and the other." But me as a performer, going and doing a sketch or something like that, and then you're backstage going like, "Motherfucker, missed that line." Yeah, right, right. Uh, it's like, That's my favorite line of the could show. Could I have done this better? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and the comparison of this is like,
1: "Motherfucker, hit
2: me in the head 11 times with a chair." <laughs> so, I, yeah.
1: so I just want to I want to mention we we've barely talked about the match yes, about a yes. little bit. So we've we've kind of had the match on here in the beginning. The the match is is. You know, perfectly fine. They're telling the story up uh, up top. It really yeah. doesn't kick in until they get out of the
0: ring, they go over to the the, the crowd. Yeah, Mick Foley gets thrown off of the off the not scaffolding, but off of the second level onto the crazy electrical thing. Sparks yeah. shoot yeah. everywhere. Which
2: actually I, I agree with you as far as match buildup, but I do love when they keep giving the mic to each other to say I quit in their little <laughs> improv moments like like fucking You quit Rock, you quit! piss yourself! <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess, Stephen, how did you I like...
2: hated that.
3: Okay. I hated it.
0: <laughs> I, you know... Yeah, but that's, honestly, but that's Stephen, you peak rock. Use, rock that's me, peak rock. You've yeah, accused
3: so me, me of not listening to the announcers or whatever before, and I still Please? think that's entirely possibly true, but man, uh, nothing really, like, breaks up the rhythm of, like, the announcers in the show or, like, everything where they just have to stop, put a microphone in their face, say something that's not interesting or matters, and then continue the... Oh, oh, I
1: Think that breaks up. I think it's build up, build up anticipation. Yeah. Uh Huh?
3: It's terrible. They It's it? well, also like, the standpoint, too, of like, anytime well, Nick Foley
1: yeah. got the mic in front of him, where he's like, you're going to have to kill me. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. kill
0: me. What's oh. like, do you like when there's, when there's talking in action scenes in movies, when a character like, Jelly, just, just stop yeah. trying to compare it to movies. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's not a you think good about comparison. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: think about Thor, dude? It's I not a, think a good
0: boring. comparison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what think, dude?
0: It's Thor? Thor? Thor, dude. But I guess, Stephen, do you understand that? Rock Especially seeing the hell, <laughs> seeing the hell in a cell match mm-hmm. that happened, honestly, probably like five, six months before this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you know, nineteen ninety eight, April, like and then this was January ninety nine. Yeah, okay. Like, do you understand that? Like, watching somebody survive all of that in that match, that like having them in an I Quit match where. Like, you basically have to kill them to, like, win the match. Do you understand that, like, the McFoley or the Mankind character would be well fit in that match? And there's added drama in that match of him being in it based on the stuff that I mean, I group? said
3: this last time and I'll get into it again if we need to. It's mm-hmm. like it just uh, they're all that. They're all indestructible. They're
0: all the number one wrestler. Name They're all- name, name uh, uh, other than Shane McMahon. Name <laughs> ten other wrestlers that have been thrown off of a cell, Joey, or ten other wrestlers that have been thrown through I've a cell seen and lost. Funny wrestling
3: matches. <laughs> I don't know. I
0: can't it's not even. Enough. I can't even
3: name ten other wrestlers. So uh, you oh, know,
1: really, you can.
3: I mean, maybe barely. I, okay, so whatever. Maybe barely was a great <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> I maybe mean, uh, barely. Like, i, I like, love God King, B-
0: it's maybe barely. I love baby barely. <laughs>
3: but but you're like, okay, you're asking me to name 10 other people that have jumped off the cell that's besides Shane McMahon and Mick Foley. Yeah, I can't do it because I can't even think of, I can't, I've i seen, those are the two cell
0: matches I've ever seen. I think
1: with the exception so, of Rikishi, I don't think there are any. Rikishi fell. Yeah, he, like,
0: got, he got knocked off, yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I... I guess I get what you're talking about, but do you think that you let? when we get to episode 100 or 200 or whatever, mm-hmm. do you gotcha. feel like you'll I'm get a, you'll hit a point where it's like, oh, I understand why this wrestler is seen as stronger than this other wrestler you know, or tougher no, than this other wrestler? I
3: don't, because the narrative, again, the narrative that you're building, the stories that you're building are always that this is the strongest wrestler. This is such a big deal. This is the one. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're all that. I get it. Well, it, I think it, that, there's it, also, it there's one also one that degree of
2: like, because of the concept of the show, those are the matches people tend to be bringing to you. If yeah. you're yeah. watching mm-hmm. six hours of wrestling, which is what we do we and pay-per-view <laughs> (laughs) and reading dirt sheets and you've been doing it for 20 years, you see a lot of matches where people tap or give up or quit or like back out of the match like Seth Rollins entire run for with championship run was trying to get out of matches yeah just
1: being a sniveling little weasel yeah. and
2: so because people are in the bubble of people bringing you their favorite matches which is usually tends to be the narrative of like this guy finally went for it if I watched yeah. 20 in a row of this guy finally went for it movies I also would probably feel like this is the same narrative yeah and it I know feels we the do, same. Yeah, we I do know.
1: try to say that all the time it's like I know this is it's people bringing in big big matches we're opposed to like you're watching throughout, yeah, the, nobody's week, bringing throughout in, the month no one's like,
2: bringing in the New Age Outlaws versus Shield squash match. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah, right. like, well, yeah, and I think that that's something where, like, maybe we should uh, rethink our strategy or just the entire premise of the podcast is flawed. <laughs> I, um, yes. And, uh, but yeah, I do feel like people are bringing in their favorite matches. Their favorite matches are going to be, like, big feud blow-off matches. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not the only type of wrestling match. There's squash matches. There's, like, you know, tag team matches. There's, like. There's midget like, matches. Like, there, yep. there are matches Little where, people. Not what they call oh, it on WWE. A big <laughs> man. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> not what WWE calls it. Like there. Like, like there are matches where you as a fan don't get what you want. Yeah. And I think that just people's favorite matches are gonna be ones where they got what they wanted.
3: I, I get mm. that. I mean, I I totally get it. You're, you're I have a selected variety like a small variety, small sample of like what wrestling is. I totally get that. Um but if you're but my my point is, okay, so he jumps off the cell, great, whatever. But if your point is like, no, this guy is singular in his uh, drive to not be beaten. I don't believe you because they're all like that. I feel like they're all like that. Well, if the if the tide if the if the if the type of match was a little bit different and the Rock was losing in this one, is there a world in which you picture him going like I ah, give up? No, of course not. And I also looked on Wikipedia because I was trying to figure out if I quit match meant uh, they're quitting Company? wrestling. <laughs> I, that's what I was like. Is that, is that like because who gives a fuck? Like why is that? How is that different from the, just tapping? But okay. Right. So I looked at and and this hap this ending has happened in several matches. This exact ending of a guy refuses to quit and yeah. they like it happens so. free. So I'm like, yeah, but what? Like who? That's all- not
0: that impressive then. Well, also I guess maybe it is a, con- a context thing. I think that this is one of the first, if not one of the first. I think it is. I quit matches where the wrestler actually has to say I quit. I so
3: think it's, like, not, it
0: is. it's not.
3: It's not. I can tell one? you that because I, I, I looked at it and that was not the first one. I'll, I'll tell I'll look it up while you keep talking. But yeah, it's not. Um, but I mean, it
0: was it was the first one in my memory as a child. Um, you know, like yeah. maybe there was one that happened in the 70s between like Dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk or something.
1: They hadn't been doing a whole lot of them in WWE is what we're saying.
0: And yeah. like, and I get what you're talking about in that, like, and this is where wrestling sort of weaves reality and uh, reality and fiction. Uh, if if you had this uh, this match, but the roles were reversed. <laughs> And the Rock was the was the character that you know refused to quit, and Mick Foley was the character that was you know the corporate pick or whatever. Yeah. Like I won't buy it because Mick Foley is literally missing one of his ears from losing it in a barb Jeez. from like a barbed wire match. He literally walks with like a limp from like. <laughs> Having his like bones broken so many well, times. also,
2: as a fan, it's like we've had two years of narrative. Uh, th- uh, even if you ignore the Hell in the Cell with Undertaker match, we've had two years of narrative of like, Mick Foley is this extreme He's wrestler who's done like these Japanese death matches. We've seen him bleed in barbed wire ropes and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. the narrative isn't so much Will Mick Foley quit? For me, it was almost like The Rock, who was this, who was and is this great wrestler, great that, great has great athleticism and all this other stuff will he take himself to the next level to try and beat this guy and i think the thing about this match was like oh he did (laughs) right yeah yeah
1: before this, for I quit matches, I suppose you could include Terry Funk versus Eddie Gilbert in nineteen ninety three in ECW, yeah. Tommy Dreamer versus the Sandman in ninety four nineteen ninety
0: four in ECW. But okay, in, or Bret Hart and Bob Buckland. I'm
1: getting there, <laughs> in but w- in
0: WWF, w- that wasn't an I quit match. That was a throw in the towel match. Which is it, it, no, it is
3: an
2: I quit match. It says it right here. Well, the rules were the rules were
0: this is now uh, uh, the weird
2: match. Throw in the uh, towel. That was it. Yeah, the rules were you won by despite what that says. It was a th- throw in the towel match and Mm. Brett's mom threw the towel in.
1: Yeah, and also the Terry Funk hurt. match was built as a Texas Death Match, but I'm just saying what's technically listed under I Quit matches on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So in WWF we got that one, Bret Hart versus Backlund, and then we got Steve Austin versus Ken Shamrock in '98. That's it. And then The Rock has one the day after this match.
3: It's not that uncommon, and it's not that incredible. And then also yeah. again, and just I just my point is if you're like, you're, oh he's undefeatable or whatever, if you look, they have a lot of amendments or like just extra notes on it. This ha- this ending where the guy won't quit it happens like five times just in the WWF yeah, just in fun. like the less than 20 years it's been happening so it's like it's not that incredible oh sure and I mean to me it's it, more it, frequent than the Olympics
2: to me it wasn't it wasn't the match stipulation that made it I mean it made it interesting from the character standpoint of who mankind yeah, was. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, was yeah but it was
3: hardly yeah. the you didn't do this I'm mad at Joey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Alright, so so really the match right, yeah, really really <laughs> kicks off this thing up. really really gets into it hugely when when he knocks him off the scaffolding. Falls into the 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 tech shit, the, right. the, the truck stuff, right? And all of a sudden, the lights flicker and there's sparks. Stephen, what do you think Classic. about this,
3: oh yeah, great, great tech on that cue. That was really fun. Good uh, pyro, yeah, good pyro. Yeah, and, uh, uh, turn off all the lights in the stadium. Mm-hmm. They're all hooked up to some speakers. Yeah,
2: yeah. I love yeah it. fair. I love
0: it. That's where I get my cheese factor. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just like that's 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 where that's the generator for this building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so it's the rock out in the
2: open near the public.
0: Yeah, so the yeah. rock
1: drags him back into the ring. He's handcuffed now. Um, right. Fully.
0: yeah.
3: Yeah, so yeah, we have another instance where Foley is handcuffed, and uh, it kind of gets the upper hand for a moment here, which is very Yeah, it's called a hope spot uh hope spot yeah, right yeah. good hope spot happens uh and then we get into this thing that i'm sure you guys want to talk about and i guess we're going to talk about it more too is all these chair shots that come right uh the yeah, rock yeah. kind of get dips out and that sort of ties in a with a our chair. second clip of seeing his family's reaction i just want to point out too why are handcuffs so readily
0: available at wrestling matches it doesn't have this is i think that you've seen two <laughs> matches where it happened like two uh, in a, row. Yeah. a lot of people didn't but get like arrested. that's <laughs> I mean, it's not that common, it's not super common. Mm-hmm. It's just Especially like
2: today. I'm trying to think of the attitude, Aaron. I don't think I think Stone Cold got arrested, but he was
0: arre- arrested. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. yeah. Well, up. that he was probably
3: real. Yeah, for and, uh, real.
0: basically, like you. So, the the last match that you saw was Triple H versus Cactus Jack. That was at the Royal Rumble one year after this, bang, bang. And that, that was in reference to this. Mm. Okay, that was absolutely. like, and um. And this, Mick Foley being so indestructible, was in reference to the Hell in a Cell match. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. what we were talking about, about the like years long worth of storytelling uh-huh. for it. It's
1: just crazy that Mick Foley's like, all right, well, we go out there, bash the shit out of me.
2: Yeah. yeah so the 11 cheer shots, the reason this, I, I also picked this match and the match kind of stands out is like, this is not as famous as the Hell in a Cell match. These are not, there's not much in this match from Mick Foley montages or anything like that. People yeah. don't tend to talk about this match too much, but, this match, in a way, and WWE was, I kind of shied away from it. Yeah, it was a focal point match because not just was it um, a subject for Beyond the Mat, which we'll talk about, but it was also uh, if I, because of Beyond the Mat. It then was like Mick Foley and his wife, I think, appeared on Twenty Twenty to talk mm-hmm. about this match with like John Stossel being like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, how do you, you did this in front of your family. Why?" kind of a thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this also this match brought up like, "What do chair shots do?" and "What do we talk about?" and it also for Mick Foley. Made him decide to change his character, despite the fact that he would still go on to have like hardcore matches with and like do Triple some H. Like stuff. he became it's more of a comedy stuff. character after that. But uh, he he says it in the in the next clip from Beyond the Mat. He says like maybe I'm okay being the guy who pulls a sock out of his drawer because the narrative of that documentary, uh, which this clip doesn't show, is like, at this point, Mick Foley is between being hardcore legend or a comedy character. And he's like, well, do I want to go out being a comedy character? Is that what I want to be known and as? And also his wife's like, you can't keep doing this. Yeah. And yeah. comedy characters in wrestling still today are not the most respected. They're kind of like, oh, you're kind mm-hmm. of a goofy gimmick. And I think Mick Foley at this point was like, well, Jesus, I slept in a van in the snow and my whole career in ECW and being broke. Do I want to do I want my legacy to be comedy character and that's where in real life the man was
1: at in his life with his career. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's go to a quick uh, sound clip of just a few of these chair shots cuz the reactions are pretty insane. No, no, no,
2: don't! No!
3: Oh! That's no! No! you to kill me. He said, "Oh no."
2: Dickity I heard what he said, and I think the rock will do it. You better say it. And mankind out of his feet and
3: another one. What the hell is McFoley doing? He's coming
0: for more! And I think um as a fan, something that uh when I initially watched this match, I of course loved it. I thought that like, oh, McFoley's the most extreme wrestler alive. Yeah, the most. He survived all like, you know, he survived eleven. Un- completely unprotected with his, with his hands Crazy. cuffed behind his back, chair shots to the head. Mm-hmm. Unless, uh, uh, whatever you count that leather mask, if there's any protection, yeah. which I doubt. Barely. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Barely. But like, uh, upon um, further inspection on this match, like, it is, it's like, specifically that section is like really tough to watch because like, Mick Foley, like, He, he, uh, him and The Rock, they only agreed to do three chair shots to the head, Mm -hmm. but The Rock, something that Mick talks about in his biographies, The Rock just said, like, I just kind of got in character as this guy that had to beat you, and McFoley said in his biography, oh, that's, like, really, that's really cool if your character is the guy that, like, really has to beat this other guy. That sucks if you're the guy that, like, has to get hit in the face with a chair. Eleven times. And yep. There are moments where it feels like is like actively trying to get away from it, not as like a storyline thing, but as a like <laughs> stop giving me concussions thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: That's insane. Stephen, yeah.
1: what are your thoughts about this barbarism?
3: Yeah. I mean I you know, I, I feel I feel like I've I've said this on the podcast before but I do feel strongly that like uh, that <laughs> that uh, the the violence thing isn't necessary for my entertainment uh, um, and I just I don't know I, I don't love it I, it's not it's not I guess I just I feel like I'm like what what world did you get in where you Believe that this is the thing that you need
2: to do to entertain people. That sucks, and I don't. Yep. I, I don't disagree. This is not like I, I. If this happened today, I think I'd feel very uncomfortable. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel uncomfortable um, even
1: going back and watching this. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's fascinating to watch, but it's yeah, it's as a tough. piece
2: of like as a piece of wrestling history. It's fascinating. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think the thing about it is like what makes me interested is like I, I tend to be interested in, in the stories of people who are like I need to do this thing. I need to, it's, especially if it's a you know, creative creativity in any way, but especially, like that kind of thing of like, I'm going to go and sleep in a van. And like for comedy people, I think it's like, I'm going to go to some theater. Or I don't know where it is. Oh, it's in someone's basement. I'm yep. performing for two people. Okay, let's do this. And then yeah. kind of see those stories Give of, it your all. of where people go. I will say that. Yeah, I don't think um, this is. I don't think it's okay. Like, if a comedian then was like, let me put nails in my face, I'd be like, that's okay. You don't need to do this for, for me. Not at all. But I feel like there's a degree where it's, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's fascinating the things people will do to themselves because they think they're either entertaining other people or to feed something within themselves. Yeah. For like, even their own self-damage. And like, yeah like these like, you know, like I read a lot of books about 60s and 70s Hollywood, like filmmakers and or yeah. actors and actresses. And it's like, the stuff they put their body through you know, sometimes it is the selfish are. need to make money. But something like this is like the yeah, selfish like method need. acting yeah, at that you have time, a drive yeah. within you like Robert De Niro did not need to go be a taxi driver for real in the <laughs> worst parts of New York City to do taxi driver. No, nah. That's like you don't need to do that. That's stupid. But it's fascinating to hear about well,
0: yeah. when there is something like, I guess, romantic about the struggle that like characters like McFoley are all about. Like, yeah. Or like uh, Cesaro is a good example of somebody that like he uh, wanted to go to a wrestling school in Georgia. He uh, had the money for plane tickets and the school, but he didn't have money for like a taxi. So the airport was 20 miles away from the wrestling school. Mm-hmm. He got off the plane, walked for 20 miles to this wrestling school, <laughs> did the class And then, like, somebody in the class was like, oh, did you take a car here? And he was like, no, I walked. And from the airport? Oh, yeah. That's 20 miles away. Yeah. I'll give you a ride. That's weird. (laughs) Like, (laughs) there's something great about, like, somebody that just, like, wants something that badly. And that, like, speaks to me personally as, like, just, like, you know, a creator or, like, an artist or, like, a person making stuff or whatever. Like, I love... I love the struggle, and I love hearing about the struggle. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think I feel like the struggle is uh, romanticized uh, maybe fair. too much. Uh, I get why it's uh, romanticized because uh, you work hard for your dreams, right? Or you work for something, and then you get it, right. and then it's just like, well, yeah, like now yeah. I just continue life. But I feel like in the struggle, you feel like you have a purpose, and I understand why we go back and we go like, yeah, the struggle, the guy who had to do it, that's like the real moment. That's the real important thing, and it's just like, well, no, it's just. Life is different than what we like. I guess the expectation of like achieving your dream doesn't quite live up to what you thought it would. And now you go back and you're like, Yeah, it was great when I was taking all those chair shots. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. No, man, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'll, I'll 100% agree with that. I think that like, I think that where the uh, framing something as a struggle is helpful is it allows you to create your own personal narrative where you're a hero whereas like that's not how life works yep. you just live and like maybe you win an Emmy and then if you do the next day you're like oh cool I won an Emmy now I guess I gotta write another thing <laughs> yeah, now, and, more life know? like the yeah. only
2: very <laughs> mi- very mild comparison I can do to my own life is like now currently doing stuff at the pack where it's like I'm doing I'm producing six different shows on top of being on a sketch team um, and trying to put all this stuff together answering emails to different shows and all this other stuff I think in the last three Weeks I've slept maybe a total of a hundred hours between answering emails and trying to do work and all that yeah. stuff. I'm not getting paid to do any of that pack stuff. Is that good for my body or my mental health? To but get such little sleep. But you'll look back
1: years from now and go, yeah. I'm really glad I answered all those emails. <laughs> well, I'm really, or like I'm really <laughs> glad my auto. Buy. I'm really
2: glad I lack that sleep and wake up every morning <laughs> yeah. desperately frightened that I'm gonna die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. there, there was speaking a, of uh, speaking of desperate. I just want to I want to <laughs> share it
3: real quick. That do, do you guys do you guys watch BoJack Horseman on Netflix? I, I've only seen the first season. It's really Love
1: great.
0: It. It's this really
3: great.
1: Third season was fantastic.
3: This third season is incredible. But there's a really good line in there. It's like he's about to win an Oscar, and he's talking to like his publicist or whatever. It's like you know what happens after that. Like I, you know, it's <laughs> like yeah. after that, you you go back to being just BoJack Horseman, and nobody knows who you are. But that one night, that one night, that'll be pretty good.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's, nails
0: it. Oh yeah, yep. that's pretty accurate. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of uh, BoJack Horseman, um, uh, let's uh, not right, right? even trying with. This Butter, yeah. peanut butter is uh, my uh, favorite character. Let's uh, rate this match from one to five. Unprotected chair shots. Great. Uh, five. Nick, a five. Um, when I was a kid, I would have given this five. Now as an adult, knowing kind of what he went through after it, I would give <laughs> yeah. it two. That's oh, terrifying. Oh, Truly yeah. terrifying. I terrifying. give
1: it a five because of how how importantly influential it was for not only hardcore things that they did in matches, but also probably kind of what we learned. Yeah, from the fallout of the chair shots. But if I'm if I'm not taking in historical and all that stuff, even just watching it of how unbelievably effective, whether it makes me squirm or makes me happy or makes me sad or angry or whatever, I think it's a fucking five because it uh-huh. elicits a hell of a lot of I reaction. See that
0: actually. Yeah, the match did get me to graduate high school, so I guess it's a (laughs) five or a 1.2 bro. Let's not. Let's not not, not turn me into a hero. (laughs) I know all that stuff is there
1: peripherally, but I'm saying like just watching it as what it is, one point
0: two. That's effective. That's a five. Yeah, man. That's incredible. (laughs) I went to college and got like a three point five. How how did anybody let you into college? I went to community college and then got a three point five while there, and then respectable.
1: College dropout.
0: How's
1: that possible?
0: I know. Uh, you skip a lot of classes. You uh, don't do uh, things that are called homework assignments. I had wow,
1: something
3: like. Joey 20, used to be a badass. I had like something yeah. like twenty-seven <laughs> lates in my second uh, in my sophomore year of, of high school, and I still was not even close to um, that low. Oh, I yeah.
0: remember when I was in eighth grade, my uh, PE teacher decided to go. He he read off how many absences people had that semester. Yeah. And uh, people, when somebody would get like five absences, there would be like a round of applause. Like, oh, that person's a bad boy. It got to me, 35. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the Stone Cold and theme and yeah. you stunt yeah. your teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> basically.
1: Let's just say I uh, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: let's just say I was oh like my God. I was depressed when I was <laughs> in like I didn't, uh, school. I didn't have yeah. too many
1: absences. I was usually pretty good about that. But this should come to no surprises to Stephen. Uh, I never learned my lines. <laughs> the, the, I never learned my lines. My <laughs> my lates, they just stopped counting them. Yeah. yeah just stop counting them but i feel care. like a
0: lot of us when we find something especially like creative types when we find something that we love then sure. we're then we show up 20 minutes early every time yeah amen um <laughs> well, I don't know but like, uh, yeah, but also, like yeah. you know nick has never loved anything yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: i've never loved anything that much
0: but, uh, cameron one to five unprotected chair shots uh, i made every class but slept through most of the <laughs> there you go and, uh, good job <laughs> i'm physically sleeping. there yeah. um
2: i'm gonna go 4.5 because if Ooh. i'm taking in the narrative the history of all the of the characters what it meant where it went, what built up to it, and all that. I can't ignore that uh, image wise, The Hell in the Cell has more like grabbing put it on the cover of Time magazine sure. images than this. Yeah. But, um, in the context of everything, where I was in life, when I watched it, all that, I got to give it a 4.5. If we're going to adult, taken real life, where we know about <laughs> concussions and all that, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh. Also, considering, again, getting real, my dad suffered a head injury when he was younger, oh, yes. which is what eventually led to his death. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, possible suicide. Who knows? Never looked into it. Don't want to. <laughs> uh, oh, <God>. <laughs> this episode's getting real.
3: <laughs> this is yeah. a deep episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, in, the, in the closet is the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. yeah let's, we're not, not going to. Leave it not
1: not going to open that closet. That leave that Pandora's
3: closed.
2: closet
1: closed. <laughs> um, There's I a doctor in there. Don't let him out. Yeah, All yeah. that,
2: taking in the head injury stuff, the concussions, what it eventually meant for Mick Foley's life. Yeah, like he can't I remember. Guess, uh, like a point he, 0.5 or a 1. Like he forgets where he lives sometimes. Oh, yeah.
0: bonkers yeah truly bonkers so you said uh, yeah a lot of bonkers 4.5 or looking point at it now <laughs> .5 yeah uh, uh, Steven write this match
3: yeah 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 so uh, I mean even this match without taking in the context of uh, concussions you know it's just it's not some of the stuff I love to see uh, I want to see a uh, sh- jacked shirtless rock uh, I want I want the San Well, you want <laughs> yeah, to see the surgery scars yeah but I don't want to so see the surgery scars that's a good point um, uh, in a way this McFoley thing feels like de-escalated from things I've seen in the past uh, and uh, I don't know. I think overall the match, it's just like if I'm looking for, I, I don't know, like uh, what stands out to me is like maybe interesting spots. I feel like this didn't have any that were like that interesting. And uh, uh, chair shots never uh, excited me in the first place. And no, then they depress me from uh, knowing what they do to your brain. Uh, so for me, this is a very low match. This is like a, a like a one. Wow. Uh, but, you That's know, fair. and then if you put it in the context of history, it's like you are know, like and just like concussions. It's like a point.
1: Was zero one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I know. I know. I've rated it too high, but I just feel like I want four point five. Yeah, just to, I just I feel mean, like a little bit of that fair. nostalgia,
0: and I had a double just, rating. You know? Great. So uh, intern, if you want to email us uh, the totals for that, we'll uh, put, I, put <laughs> it in the description. I
3: think I've got them. So yeah, you're uh, not an intern, it go, yeah, I, I know. So I shouldn't say anything. It's fifteen point five to as low as seven point five one. Cool, pretty good.
0: So, yeah. yeah, so very controversial. I mean, I think that's fair i think that, that yeah, i've learned nothing yeah up next the second clip we showed steven is called blood sport mankind slammed by the rock 11 Jesus. times with a chair <laughs> this is a clip from the great pro wrestling documentary beyond the mat that shows mick foley's wife and kids reaction to the above match with specific focus on when he took 11 unprotected chair shots to the head from the rock yeah the clip is a great peek behind the curtain to see how in-ring brutality can affect the personal great. lives of the wrestlers let's go to a quick clip from that
1: daddy's all right okay yeah. Okay, don't worry anymore, okay? You can't hurt dadas. I know. I know. I love boo-boo.
3: It's a big boo-boo.
2: I
1: hope
3: everyone feels like they got their money's worth out there. But you know, it's okay, it's fake, so... It's okay? How are you doing? It's okay, so it's just so 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 uh,
1: Okay, and they're just putting daddy's head... We got a little, to you. It's a little booboo. boo you know, when you fall down. Just a boo boo like this.
2: <laughs> you know how you fell down in Disney a couple years ago, right on your nose? Yeah.
3: You know, it kind of I like that. I fell a, on my knees a couple
1: of times. Maybe you bite a little bit,
3: right? <laughs> <sighs>
1: yeah. Make what time's our flight? So... You want to put it on the floor? My kid needs rain. Meek? You
3: want that charger for that? No, no, I was testing him.
0: He's trying to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was mm-hmm. unbelievable, brother. Thank you, guys. Good, right? Right?
2: How right? good, good, good shit. It looked, brother. Thank you. You are the fucking man. Half of you saying why the hell
3: am I doing this, and the other half saying this is exactly why I did it. You know, just that these
0: you can't have these matches very often. You'd be dead. This this clip was great. Clip of brutality. Yeah, this yeah. clip was. Oh, yeah. uh Mick Foley's family's reaction to him getting hit in the head eleven times from The Rock in the Royal Rumble match. That yeah, yeah, I shows. gotta know. Stephen, so, what did you think about this emotionally? What do you think? Of I mean, watching yeah, this? that's
3: like heartbreaking. Like that sucks. To I, I, I one of the things. Oh fuck! I can't remember what movie it is. I saw a movie or something where uh, a dad was humiliated in front of his kids. I feel like that happens in all <laughs> kinds of movies. It's very funny, yeah. but that is <laughs> that like, dad was the saddest <laughs> thing in the world. Like that is actually sad. Not not like not like oh like oh I screwed up dinner, but like a serious thing. And then I was like watching this. Like yeah, I guess watching like uh, kids watching their dad get the shit beat out of them. That is like the worst That's thing a in the world. And, or a movie. And, uh, it was like a movie. Uh-oh. It was like yeah, fuck. I wish I could remember what it I feel was. Like
2: it happens on a lot of TV
3: it, shows too. I feel mm-hmm. like it's not that uncommon of a thing, but like yeah. legit, not again, not like oh I screwed up dinner, honey, but like a real like sad <laughs> moment. Well, uh, I fucked uh, like up, up the mac sucks. and cheese.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, uh, a couple things about that. Mick Foley was very honest with his kids about like we're just playing up there. Uh, wrestlers in, <laughs> not that honest. <laughs> wrestlers in the '70s and the '80s would say like, no, I'm really fighting for my life. It's Harley Race kid. Mm-hmm. Like wrestlers in the '70s or '80s would keep kayfabe, and it was fucking insane. Oh, uh, to be the kid K-fabe. of Harley Race, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm really, like I'm really gonna kill Kota Ibushi. <laughs> I'm so hurt. Yeah, yeah. Like being, uh, like, like, yeah. Uh, me, oh, and Jum- really like, me and Jumbo, me and Jumbo, are actually going to fight to the death. Faking I hate this leg. man. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess like Dusty Rhodes, uh, he like broke his leg, quote unquote, in a match. And like Cody Rhodes, his son, who's a currently a wrestler, said that his dad like walked around with a cast and a limp for a while. And like n- not even uh, only if he was it. only if he was like alone in his room, would he be like, no, I don't really hurt. That like, editor. <laughs> <da-da-da>. um, <laughs> Cody, geez, baby, crossed uh, my leg, baby. Yeah. But, um, but Mick Foley this, is, uh, somebody... this is a real injury, baby. Listen, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I hate there. that Ric Flair daddy <laughs> yeah
1: hey listen Stephen Pearlstein daddy you got you got a Dusty Rose impersonation you want to do today baby come
3: on no. baby let's, 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 no. let's do it who baby do it. it who needs it but, <laughs> come on daddy
0: uh, but so uh, Mick Foley is somebody who he talks about in his book he was very honest with his kids about like we're just playing out there yeah like yeah, I'm not actually trying to you know we're not actually trying to hurt each other rock but is this my is friend. a match where like you know maybe The Rock uh, took some liberties a little bit <laughs> The Rock and yeah sure yeah and uh, Uh, And Smick Foley is... uh, He's a wrestler that takes a lot of chances, so it's like... It was good of him to tell his kids that this is sort of we're all just playing out there. Yeah, while he's bleeding profusely from his but face, like yeah. from him, that's maybe a bad. Like you can't say that after falling twenty feet off a cellar or something. God damn, yeah, um, yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah,
2: the fascinating thing too is like it's not in this clip, but right beforehand, the director of this film is like, I got a call from Mick Foley, and it's this answering machine clip where Mick Foley calls a guy like while he's in the hospital, clearly concussed, being like, I think I had a hell of a match, it was pretty <laughs> good. Is that? And the guy was like, What the fuck? And then it cuts to what we see in the yeah, clip, just. Um, Jesus, and it's it's, it's fascinating because, like I mentioned earlier, that Mick Foley was at this crossroads of like, do I be the comedic character, or what do I do? And then watching himself and his kids made him go. I'm okay with being the comedic character yeah, now. Yeah, talking to his wife, seeing how his kids reacted, and I think that, for me as like a performer, I, I've had that backstage conversation that he has with Vince McMahon where it's like, "Ah, oh, maybe we went too far on that one," but some people probably liked it, and this, that, and the other. God,
1: and so yes, but that happens in that comedy. Conversation though, were you, is. Perfect. Were you infuriated by that's
3: show business? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like that. That conversation. He go, he says something like, "But I think like a lot of people were touched by that," and I'm just like, "Who?" Well, who out there is getting so emotionally affected by this in History a positive way, surprise. in a positive so way, in a way that they're, like, taking positive action in hey, the man, world?
0: that match convinced me to graduate high school. That is.
3: really? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Steven. I feel like you're one in a million, because I feel like what it really convinces people to do is yeah. to, like, beat <laughs> the Fully shit did out that of people. for me. It's t- oh, taught
1: us anything. <laughs>
3: yeah, all right, yeah. so fine. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like that's the thing. They're like, oh, the people were touched by that. I'm like, I don't know. Is that the thing that really comes from wrestling? Well, Maybe. I, I say that there's
0: I would say there's definitely a line between uh, personal sacrifice for art and then going too far like that's you know like uh Mm. something that um uh hilarious joke that my friends and I have sometimes is like this already sounds like it's gonna be a winner okay so there are there are shows there are comedy shows in Los Angeles that are kind of built around shock where it's less about getting laughs from the audience and more about What's the most shocking thing that I do? People drink their own pee. People throw poop into the audience. Mm-hmm. People like, sounds
1: like an attack.
0: Uh, GG like, Allen, see him in the <laughs> But like, yeah. there, you know, people will bleed in matches. And like, I had like earnest conversations with good friends of mine about would it be too far if I got shot with a small caliber bullet? Yes. Would that stop I, being absolutely funny? yes? And that's the dumbest seconds. thing you've yeah. ever said. Yeah. And the answer, like in the shoulder, in some non-vital area. In the shoulder? Yeah. That's
3: way worse. People Talking about you that's to an be, awful place to like, shatter Your
0: arm, you, or like you'll, you'll lose the ability guys, to use let's not your arm. He's seven foot three. Or like, um, yeah, really uh, yeah, aim. like uh, yeah, I'm seven feet tall. I mean, it'll just it bounce off this, this barrel. Leg, maybe. Yeah, like, uh, I or, like why am I in this? or like or like <laughs> or like somebody or like my one of my friends was having a conversation with me about like, like maybe if, in your butt. If I like if I like if I literally like cut myself on stage and literally drew blood, like not in the forehead, like on the arm or something like that. Would that be would that be shocking? Or funny, or would that be worth the risk of it? And I think that, like, you know there is at, at some point you have to do things from like an audience entertainment standpoint and like, yeah. I feel like as an audience member I wouldn't want to watch somebody get shot no I
2: think even even where we perform at the pack, we call the pack the heel a heel theater at this point like, <laughs> I mean, like me yeah. Nick Sam and Eric refer to it as a heel theater heel crowd like we love booing people and stuff like that I think if you brought out a literal gun and somebody <laughs> said someone's gonna shoot me and someone gonna shot you we would not only be closed down let's get out of the logistics <laughs> out of the way Yeah, yeah. people yeah.
1: would be horrified
0: yeah, yeah. that's the worst yeah, thing I could like Where's the line? Where's the line between Leroy falling in tax and somebody getting shot with a small caliber bullet? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I would say because the, the the tax I guess unless they end up in his eyeballs. Um, mm-hmm. there's not
2: a possibly life altering Situation where if you get shot in the shoulder and gets, lose like, the tetanus. ability, to, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's possible. I want to make yeah. this quick point. Uh, you
3: know, he what McFoley watches this with his his wife and he sees the reaction and that compels him, uh, to like, I guess maybe change a little bit. Maybe yeah, you I, I don't know. Sound like
1: you're pissed that he didn't do it earlier. Well, yeah. it,
3: it here's what's heartbreaking and I think this is like an important thing and and I think maybe what I want people to take from this or really believe is like, uh, he, his family clearly loves him and. Mm-hmm hit the their heart being broken by their this person that they love being hurt is the thing like he ha- sees that he's like oh this person I love hates that uh, you know uh, hates that I get hurt that he can't he does it's like he doesn't love himself enough to feel that way that bums mm. me out you can try to defend that like oh maybe he really does but I really feel like if you can't like love yourself enough to go like oh I'm like destroying myself uh, like think it's that's a, a bad it's thing it's that
2: weird creative drive it's and then Again, not always trying to compare it to comedy because I don't think it's a one to one all the time. But I think it's it's a similar thing to being like someone who maybe isn't the most confident in their body or their appearance. Right. But you realize that, so then you go do a sketch where, uh, not necessarily where you're nude or anything, but you're showing a lot more of yourself than you're comfortable with. You're backstage going like, and being like telling people like, don't talk to me as you mentally prep yourself to go do this thing. Right. And you (laughs) don't love yourself enough to be like, I look fucking good. But you are at least enough in a headspace. You love yourself enough to be like, I look fucking. (laughs) Grew, but you're in enough of a headspace (laughs) to go out there and be like all right here it is for the sake of like entertainment or for even if it's not just entertainment in wrestling terms the boys but for uh, performers it's like someone else wrote this sketch and i can be the guy who's going to be like i'm not going to do that i don't like myself enough don't make me go out in there and do that yeah i can be the person that's like okay let me help someone else with their passion
0: yeah Mm -hmm. well and i think that like specifically i guess like speaking on uh McFoley, foley or like for a lot of people with creative drive like i guess to like psychoanalyze it a lot of what we're like looking for is like we're looking for like greater acceptance or like be mm. it or greater acceptance or love from like society or people or whatever and then and what? like i think that like you know what and, and then you then had a what and you had a point where like, and then we god uh, well i mean <laughs> we like, I, i'm going somewhere with this okay. um speaking on uh specifically like Mick foley and his like personal i guess like life real life character story Mm -hmm. is like he realized in that moment that like the love like the love from his family was more important than the love for the crowd yeah and that's like a great growth moment that you see because of that you see this guy that like put everything on the line for his career Mm -hmm. like you know his health his like literal brain and he realized that like his like his family was more important than that yeah that's like and that's like oh that's the thing that he was working for was like that love from his family instead of you know the crowd cheering or whatever i see
1: maybe that's what he was working for this whole time yeah yeah. it was
0: yeah Yeah.
3: i i I get that i just it's the it's the thing of like you can't i i really yeah you know so if if everybody in that stadium loves you for a little bit then what happens like nothing now like, it won't matter it's like it won't well, it's great for
1: that one night it's well, yeah. great for that yeah. one so night. we're talking about oh, that horseman
3: yeah. quote it's like oh it's great it's okay for that one night but, but that, like, but the point to me the point of that quote is how shallow is that Like, yeah. it doesn't matter oh
2: it's immensely shallow I It mean, is. the yeah. fact that matters like the number of times we go out on stage and do something to get that big belly laugh from an audience why that can't satisfy me for a week or more than a couple hours I cannot tell you it, I don't oh, yeah. at it's all. mentally wrong with me that I need to go out the next night and do another. Another and do time more show, and do it more and then and hate then if, myself that i didn't get the laughs like yeah got the then you before. feel crushed well, yeah.
3: yeah and it's just like I, I this is maybe an unfair comparison but i'm gonna make it real quick Is Go. like these Go people it. don't these when you're an entertainment product you have to realize even though you feel love or you feel important or whatever they don't care they don't actually care and i feel like <laughs> this is the this is the weird comparison it's it's it you know it's Chewbacca mom. We're all got to ma- mask mom. We're all hated gonna, her from the beginning. We're all going to turn on you. Like there's yeah. just a 0% chance that we'll all, <laughs> we won't we will turn on I you. I did her a or, favor. I saw that coming and I hated her from the beginning. I hated her instantly too. I'm a good <laughs> guy. I've, still a never a good guy. I've never seen the video. It's not. Don't. It's awful. But you know what I mean? No, like legit. it's even if even if it's not like it t- comes from an act of hate, they'll all forget about you. No, no one will care. Yeah, I, at yeah. a certain point, I don't
1: hate the woman. I just don't care. It's yeah. like, who cares? Yeah and Who i think cares? That she put on a mask and she laughed
3: it's a it's a you see what i do
1: in my room
0: <laughs> you should you see put, its skin you put on <laughs> two masks and laugh. yeah
1: i put on two it's a real um, yeah well, well yeah what i think that, like Mike myers plus batman what's this I, and i think
0: that that's something <laughs> that's something that like just as you go into your uh, you know artistic creative career something that you sort of realize is like oh okay like that high that you get from putting on a great show or from like making a thing that goes viral or whatever yeah that's or like getting a writing job Mm -hmm. that like that high only lasts for like a little while like an hour and like (laughs) it's important to you know it's important to like analyze why you're doing it because if you're doing it for that high that's very temporary if you're doing it for creative fulfillment or whatever Mm -hmm. great just like make sure that you're not doing it for crowd admiration because it's like that's so temporary whereas grievous brain injuries i do it
1: i do it because i know within the next hour i'll get to go home and drink
0: Uh, and it's also interesting like again the real life narrative stuff that those two kids now work for wwe
1: that's oh, right. Is that
2: true? That Dewey is involved in creative
0: Dewey I think like a Noel? writing. Oh, yeah. yeah. he's like a writer he's like an associate writer or something. Yeah, and, uh, and his Noel. daughter's like
1: becoming like a host
0: and an interviewer. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah,
1: good. <laughs> but Let's they're not getting that. in the ring so far.
0: Uh, oh, not yeah. so far. Okay, great. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's rate that clip from one to five crying children. Well, hey, I not mean, you five, know five. Give it five cries. <laughs> yeah, five, yeah, five, five tears. Five, yeah, five
3: cries. I mean, technically there are only two crying children, so two. Yeah, okay, so okay, well. two point
0: five tears per children. That's uh, <laughs> okay, great. So um, if you're a wrestling fan and you have questions for Steven, or if you're not a wrestling fan and you have questions for Nick and I, shoot us an email at You Should Love Wrestling at gmail.com mm-hmm. or send us a tweet at YSL uh YSL. Send us a tweet at YSLW podcast. Sorry, mm-hmm. in turn you can edit that out. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess uh, so. We've tried to convince Stephen to love wrestling. Um, this is the part of the show where Stephen tries to convince us to love something.
3: Okay, so this is another one that I think is insane, but I love it. Uh, a few, I uh, ever since I was a kid, uh, or no, when I was a kid, my mom once bought me a bottle of CK One cologne, uh, which I didn't like that much, okay. but I did like mm-hmm. the idea of wearing cologne. Uh, and in my adult life, I, it's I think what's hard about doing that is one expensive, and two, like, who the fuck knows what anything smells like? And so what I did, and I think people should try, is I bought uh, samplers Oh, online, my God. <laughs> and, uh, please uh, check these out. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of them like here. I just poured like 20 on my desk. Uh, you can go Ooh. online. Here's Paris Hilton for men. Uh, Gabbana's in like you. a velvet. Some that of these, is... please feel free. Um, wow. You can buy these online on eBay for like 20 bucks and get like 30 of them. And I've been doing this. Actually, I've done this. This is like my third pack of these, and I've been trying ones out and smelling, and just uh, smelling like a different uh, f- fancy man uh, every day for a this while. This Nautica one just smells like a stinky European guy at Macy's who's trying too hard. Yeah, uh, yeah and if Most you want to smell do. like that, that's it. For sure.
2: This is going to be a cheap joke, but the Paris Hilton one literally smells like nothing. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> Literally not nothing. Ew,
1: lucky number six yeah. is. I,
3: when you said the Paris Hilton one was going to be a cheap joke, <laughs> I was like, "Come, is it going to be?" Kevin <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> high five everybody in the room. I
1: Sebastiano smells like your uncle's ashtray. Yeah. So, <laughs> Those are uh, horrible. so okay, I just want it. people.
3: I, you know what? Try because I I do like I do like cologne, and I notice when p- other people smell really good, usually from cologne or perfume, and uh, and I don't know. I feel like this is a good way to maybe discover something that you might like. I personally and doing this. My cologne that I'm going to buy an expensive bottle of because I'm like psyched about it. Yeah. Oh, is it a Michael wow. Jordan brand cologne? It is not. All right.
1: Guys, for the last couple of years, I've been wearing Burberry Touch. It's great. Ooh. It's a great scent. I love mm-hmm. it. I already. Chose it, Stephen. You can't yeah. smell like me, uh, okay. folks. If if you want to, yeah. if, if you want to smell like Nick, be sure and try Burberry, s- Burberry Touch. <laughs> yeah, if you want to send bottles of Burberry Touch my way, <laughs> yeah, uh, just email us at whatever what? our email is. Why like is yeah, uh, uh,
0: if, of, if you, you work for wrestling, if, if you, you know work for call. Burberry, and uh, you want to work out maybe a little sponsorship, deal. oh yeah, we'd we'd for love uh, sure. To be uh, sponsored. Hashtag smell like Nick. Yeah, hashtag smell like Nick. I'd love the cologne. Use it. Yeah.
3: Also, I mean, I guess if we're trying to get cologne sponsors, I'm I'm with Hermes. So hashtag smell like Steve. <laughs> if
0: you um, want yeah, to reach uh, out to us. Her- and like, I, actually, Hermes. Who's Hermes? I don't I don't wear cologne. Oh. I just try to keep really clean. A lot of people compliment <laughs> me on my on my smells very distinctly, just clean. Um, but I would like to smell like WCW Nitro brand cologne. So if you oh want, if God. you want a bottle of that, feel feel free and uh, I mean, hashtag, that's hashtag some samplers like out Joey. there. Yeah, yeah send me yeah. some WCW Nitro samplers, and I'll smell like WCW yeah, that's Nitro. That's uh, Cameron, do you have a smell cologne you to smell like? Um,
2: oh man, so many options. <laughs> you, can, you can hashtag it. if not, that's okay. Yeah. I, I I like this idea quite a bit. Um, I pretty much I'm like in the Joey camp where it's like I just kind of try and smell clean and have like nice. Regular deodorants. Yeah. Yeah. I try to stay um, very fresh. Yeah. And good yeah because uh, I, it's it sounds judgy, but let me tell you if I come across you in a comedy theater and you smell like death and sweat, I yeah. will never forget you. For, For sure. Some, <laughs>
1: some people stink. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people fucking Pat stink. Hack Con,
2: I had three shirts and a stick of deodorant with me. I was not going to be remembered in that fashion. I did, too. Yeah.
1: I did, too. I was pretty sweaty, but I didn't smell that bad. I was a little a little pity, but I didn't stink. Yeah, yeah. I want to say, yeah, the first goal
3: of every gentleman out there should be to at least smell uh, like, fine. Like, not shit. Uh, not shit. Yeah. That should be your first goal. Right. And I feel like once you complete that goal one day, I think you should try to step it up and just smell nice.
1: That's yeah, all. Yeah, I think That's all. I, Steven, five out of five. Five out of five. Yes. Seriously, yeah, five don't stink, stink is, is a great thing. <laughs> it's a great message.
0: Give it of five. I wonder if like we could make a UCB hoodie that's just instead of don't think, don't, <laughs> don't, stink. Stink. don't stink. Don't stink. It's like a uh, UCB logo, but like stink line.
1: This is all very interesting talk about PacCon and UCB for the wrestling fans and yeah, for, Wisconsin oh, out there. All of our mini fans who are not in California or yeah. LA. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck they talking
0: about? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, trust me, if you uh, are one of the 500 people involved in the Los Angeles Indy comedy community you're in stitches yeah, right now, right now. you know yeah, what to change the subject it. and get
1: away from comedy let me give the people what they really want and cameron i know you didn't have a request up top but i know you will appreciate this one
0: oh i'm ray romano i cummed on my toes <laughs> oh, come oh, yeah. ray romano. Oh, oh my come god you? i got cum all over my come toes ray romano. where'd you come from i'm just standing there and there's cum coming out of my dick and it's getting it's all on my toes on oh, my, oh like how oh, many I stand what, what, I, what do you smell like coming ray romano uh, what do you think <laughs> coming ray romano how do your kids react to your your <laughs> they come. Also, uh, oh, intern, if you want to make a list of the char- the recurring characters that we have on this show. I <laughs> love wrestling wiki. There's yeah, one thing the Romano wiki. kids are known we, for doing, it's yeah, coming. We really should start a wiki. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah I'd be completely uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> wiki by the time that sticky. you by the time that you read this podcast, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a statement. We will have a you should love wrestling wiki. All right, oh, there boy. you go. Wow, Here we go. That's yeah. not that far away. yeah. It's uh, like a month. I don't know. Love coming up uh, those. Yeah. All right, great. So uh Cameron, thanks so much for doing the show. Uh we all Give that five, 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 five mists. Cameron,
1: yeah. Where well. can
2: we find you on social media? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to uh, twitter.com slash Jurassic Alien. That's usually where I'm posting, uh, where I'm doing shows, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, where when I'm hosting on Geek and Sundry. Currently, if this is out in a month, I'll still be doing this. Uh, <laughs> yes, current...
1: your show on Geek and, Geek and Sundry, new new show. Yeah, uh, it's
2: called uh, Required Viewing. It's from eight to ten o'clock. We watch uh, Netflix movies on stream. We give you a link, and you can watch it with us. And we do uh, live commentary. We try and have guests like other comedians or we, writers
0: we, and stuff. Uh, Tuesday nights, Tuesday 8 to Super 10 uh, Pacific time. Pacific time. And uh, we haven't announced it yet, but uh, we're going to be on that show coming up in the next four weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joey just
3: booked
1: himself on that,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Not really, maybe, right. I don't That's know. That's fine, I'm
1: sure there's a Goldberger John Cena movie yeah, on Netflix. Not really. Oh, we not have a either. bunch that we really hey, want to do, yeah. We can, we can get together and watch Santa's sleigh. Yeah. Oh, I have it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm so in. I'm so in for this. Well, I really
2: oh like God.
0: the condemned. I like the Stone Cold movie. The uh, I've that? only
1: seen half of it and on TV. Uh, I think that might like become my
0: new gimmick on this show. Is I'll purposely try to book myself. on like <laughs> book yourself on other
3: people's stuff. Yeah, and, and if you watch, if you tune in, I'm going to take over John's Twitter for the day.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you uh, yeah, listen to this. I'm going to be Ryan Namath's tag partner at a <laughs> match coming up. Oh, you're with the cream Boys. Yeah, I'm a uh, Cream Boy <sighs> number three. <laughs> uh, slow down. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joey You can always find me on Twitter
1: and Instagram at Nick Gligor G L I G O R. And you can find me all across the internet
0: at uh, Pearlstein. Yeah, be sure and uh, like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Give us a five star rating, uh, write a review at up, at least five. Stars. Uh, this is the last of our uh, series, uh, three matches of Foley, which we will maybe reference before this. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: We accidentally booked the three Mick Foley ones. Yeah, and so we're like, like, I guess we should like theme that. Or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, so so. Uh, so if you're listening to the last one in the series, you're. Mm-hmm learning that uh, maybe uh, we came up with this idea Guys, later than we should have. this was
1: intentional all along. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. We're just
3: like wrestling, we're falling through this. So and, and what, what's your favorite order.
0: Mick Foley match of the three that you've seen, Steven? Um, favorite. Do you remember
3: them? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell, Hell in the, in the cell, cell. This one. The Chair Shots. Triple H. H Triple H. H. Cactus yeah. Uh, triple uh, I guess it's Hell in a Cell. Yay! Right, we, did we did it. So the three
0: matches of Foley, match number one is Hell in a Cell! We did it! Uh, so, Steven, do you love wrestling? I love wrestling. Oh, no! Nah. Shit. Do you love Mick
3: Foley? You know what? I'm... Uh, there I do enjoy and appreciate Mick Foley. Yeah. I would say read
2: his books. They're very entertaining.
3: Yeah, they're great. They're Cameron
1: smart. Rice, <laughs> thank you for coming to the show. Thank you guys. We'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you down the road. recommendation, Cameron. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit Boardwalk.